You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 275 of the co-op podcast look at that the alert just also let me know uh i'm your host richard billy jr and today i'm joined by mr gary ace wavy how's it going gary it's going very good thanks i've been seeing some interesting things in in the news on the gaming websites and everything so uh i've got some things to say today uh-oh well hopefully hopefully you, you don't drop any more bombs because uh, one game has already been uh, talked about uh, very badly over these last couple of days. But uh, we'll oh, see. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of bombing this week. <laughs> okay. Looking forward to that. We're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? Hello. It's doing, going well. That's good. We are also joined by Mr. Tony Polanco. How's it going, Mr. Polanco? Going great, man. I'm still trying to get over this uh, food coma. You know, still eating leftovers. You know how it is, man. Uh, I want to <laughs> thank you guys for uh, having me on, man. Ten years, man. Coalition, man. Let's go. Absolutely, yes. Uh, glad to have uh, both you and Dana on today. Uh, for those who don't know, this is an uh, extension of our anniversary because uh, we did celebrate ten years. Uh, but this is an ongoing uh, anniversary, and I believe we're going to have another show next week that we might have another special guest from the coalition but uh that's to be determined but um for now thank you both for being here today and um we're going to go ahead and talk about a few news topics that uh happened this week uh of course before we do that we're going to let everybody know what we have been playing so uh tony how about you go first and let us know what you've been playing yeah um i've just been kind of scattershot a little bit uh, i was playing a little bit of valkyria chronicles the other day, because um, what happened is that I was playing a game heavy, and then a certain little game called Red Dead Redemption came out, so you already know what happened there. I had to put that down. Um, played a little bit of Battlefield Five. I had to review that. Um, I didn't really do the the multiplayer, so I just wrote about the, the single player, which I think is fantastic. The the war stories was really good. Um, you know, I, I feel that's a better deal than Call of Duty right now. We, that thing don't even have a fucking uh, single player right now. And uh, what else? A little bit of Hitman 2. That's a really good game. You know, it, pretty much if you're a stealth fan, that's the only stealth game in town. There's no more Metal Gears. There's no more Splinter Cells. <laughs> Hitman is like the only game right now, you know? And um, since it was um, New Year, I mean, New Year's Day, it was Thanksgiving, my cousin came over. So we were playing a bunch of different stuff. Uh, Capcom beat em up bundle, uh, Street Fighter, uh, old Street Fighter games like Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 3. You know, um, just like dabbling in game trying. There's nothing really I'm go I'm going too ham on right now. Um, kind of the end of the year, like the big one was Red Dead Redemption. Obviously, after that, I kind of knew things were going to slow down. You know, which is perfectly fine. But yeah, that that's all I've been playing right now. That that sounds good. So I just want to ask one quick question. Uh, and and obviously, uh, I know everybody here hasn't finished it yet. But uh, is is Red Dead Redemption two definitely on your uh, game of the year? list right now game of the generation bro oh, this is whoa. serious right now man i'm i'm dead ass right now yo like 
like I I already knew the game was going to be excellent, but I know it was going to be on this level, man. It, it's so amazing, like on every level. And it's funny to me because I hear people complaining about you know controls this that and the other thing. I'm like, have you never played a Rockstar game? This controls exactly like every other Rockstar game. It, you know, this isn't a game you rush through. You got to like enjoy like a fine wine. You know what I'm saying? Plus, it takes place in like the past. Things were a little bit slower there, but it still has that action that you expect from a Rockstar game. But you know, for me, what really makes it is the the world setting and the character. The characters, like, I was a little bit, like, upset. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to play as this other dude. I want to be John Marston again. But by the end, you're like, yeah, Arthur Morgan is the man. That's the guy you want to play as, you know? Uh, it, it's it's just amazing, like, the, the on a technical level, what Rockstar's been able to achieve. So that's easily my game of the year. And unless something else comes out, which I doubt it will, I think that's going to be my game of the generation. I'm thinking about, about all the games I play, and there's been a bunch of really good games this generation i think that's the one that like above head and shoulders above everything else it's just incredible all right so I, i'll say that you, you definitely have said enough to let me know i need to finish this game i know that gary also has been playing the game and uh yeah i need to get back into it uh i got a little preoccupied i'll, I'll get into what i have been playing in a little bit but uh yeah i definitely need to try and uh, finish this game as soon as possible <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to go to you next, Dana. How about you let us know what you have been playing? I went back to Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Um, I also have been playing some Red Dead uh, 2, but I went back to Spider-Man Dimensions because I've also just been all over the place during the holiday. So I I really like that game. Obviously, we all know what it's about. So that's what I've been doing. That sounds good. Yes. By the way, I want, to, I want to quickly say I did play the Spider-Man DLC, which is excellent. Go play it, please. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I would. I definitely second that. <laughs> and, and I know that you know, Red Dead is going to be game of the year, but coming up is going to soon be Detective Pikachu, that movie tie-in. Video game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you're right about that. You know, we we, we are going to talk about that a little bit more on another show we're doing later, but. Uh, I will just say, uh, when I did go to the theater this past week, uh, people saw that trailer. There was a lot of excitement for that trailer. I was like, wow, is this, did these people not see the trailer when it debuted days ago? But uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to go to you next, Gary. How about you let us know what you've been playing? Of course, I don't even need to say it. I've been playing Overwatch. No, that's a given. <laughs> But um, also, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And, you know, I, I can clearly see why Tony says that, you know, this this is or this could be game of the generation. Um, I mean, I personally disagree, but it, it's definitely up there. Like, it could be like number two, number three, easy. Um, I, I haven't beat the game yet. I just reached chapter five. I believe there's six chapters. But I must say that this year um, I've been scaling back significantly on, you know, single player story based games just because I have a hard time fitting them in my life now because I'm so busy and I'm focused on other things. But this game, like it, it's been God of War in this game, basically, the, the, these have been the, the single player uh, uh, story based games that have gripped me this year and that I've actually wanted to beat. And I've actually, you know, spent the time, the time with to try and beat them and everything. So um, I, I, I would uh, say that Red Dead Redemption is slightly better than God of War to me personally. Like I'm having much more fun with it. 
and I'm uh, more sucked into the experience. I love that whole, you know, uh, it's been done a million times, the whole robber thing, like being a thief and everything, but this game makes you, it makes you want to do stuff outside of just the missions. Like you feel like you just want to randomly rob a train or rob someone's house or something like that, like just for the hell of it, because you want to get more money and everything. Um, and the story is really good. The characters, you get behind the characters in the, the, the crew and everything. And, you know, you actually want the crew to thrive and do better. So it definitely puts you into the experience much more than the first game did. Because I eventually got bored of the first game. Even though uh, John Marston is a great character and everything. But there was just something that the first game was missing. Like the first Red Dead Redemption. Um, I felt it was missing something. Um, so I eventually got bored of it. But this game just keeps sucking me in deeper. And um, it's, you know... I like how Rockstar, I like Rockstar's approach to things because obviously they're going for more of a, they, they want it to be more cinematic over the actual gameplay. And I've seen people complain about the gameplay, like with the shooting mechanics and uh, certain things taking too long, like looting and things like that. But, you know, I, I just, I feel like it it, it pulls you in, like it's, it's, re it's done really well, like it, I don't know what they, you know, what it is exactly, but there's something about it that just keeps pulling me into the experience and it makes me feel like I'm really there. And, um, you know, I think not many games can do that nowadays. Um, I do have Spider-Man also, I, you know, because there was a Black Friday deal, so I took advantage of that. I bought Spider-Man. I just haven't played it yet, uh, but we'll see whether my mind changes in terms of Red Dead being the game of the year, but as it stands now, that is definitely my game of the year. Um, but I must say that where I am now, it's kind of turned into Uncharted a little bit. But I'm not, I'm not going to explain why. But it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. hey, I know good. I know exactly what he's talking about too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we're definitely going to have to revisit this discussion. We have uh, our game of the year podcast uh because yeah god of war i've heard a lot of people talk about how great god of war is uh spider-man i know uh quite a few of us in this chat have completed spider-man so definitely have something to say about that and of course red dead redemption i still need to finish that so we definitely going to have to talk about this stuff next month um just to see what the overall consensus is of our picks for game of the year but uh very interesting to hear that and uh I also find it interesting how uh, you guys do do uh, well. Tony did mention that that's the game of the, of the generation because uh, I thought that uh, a couple of y'all were excited for Anthem. Because I, I know Gary said he can't wait to play that game next year. <laughs> I mean that that could potentially be bomb of the generation. Right? Yeah, that's my thinking too. <laughs> I think that game's gonna flop, man. And it's going to be sad, too. We talked about this before. If that game doesn't do well, I kind of fear for, uh, you know, Bioware's prospects within EA, you know. EA ain't afraid to cut a, a studio loose, man. Mm, I don't know. No, you're, you're right about that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, as for what I have been playing, um, I have not been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I've been pretty busy with a lot of, a couple other games here or there. Uh, first and foremost, um, I have been playing Darksiders 3. Uh, I believe the review, the review embargo for that lifts, uh, tomorrow.
So uh, I haven't really gotten too far in the game because I'm playing on a different difficulty setting. I know there's a lot of different difficulty settings to play the game on, but uh, I'm not too far in it, but I will have some type of impressions piece tomorrow that you can check out on the website. What I will say about what I played so far is I think the game is, is pretty good. Um, I, I don't really know if I'm going to say that it's amazing or anything like that because what I have experienced so far, uh, I mean, for those that don't know, yes, the, the game has to deal with the if you, if you never played the first or the second game, it has to do with the Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And in this particular game, you're playing as Fury, and you have to take down the seven deadly sins, which are basically portrayed as seven different uh, demonic characters that you have to go against in, throughout the game. Uh, I haven't discovered a map in the game, so literally you are exploring different worlds, and there's not really any sense of direction the only thing you have on your uh i guess you could say your compass is it tells you where you're supposed to find uh you know where the different sins are located at but you don't really have any map basis to go off of and there's a lot of different puzzles that you have to figure out uh i have had a little bit of trouble with some of these puzzles as i've been talking to uh, our other colleague uh, mr david jagno about this game i was talking with him about this yesterday actually so uh yeah, there are some of the puzzles, it do take a little bit of time to figure out, but once you figure it out, um, it's pretty great. And as far as the combat, it's your typical, uh, you know, your hack and, hack and slash action adventure type of game. But uh, I do know that as you get deeper into the game, you do get these different entities called hollows, which are basically, you know, it's like another form that your character takes and has different weapons. Like I acquired the uh, fire hollow, uh, last night and pretty much you know it, you know it, I'm using different attacks I'm able to walk through lava in different types of hot environments and it doesn't punish my health or anything like that so uh, the game does have a lot of different elements in it that remind me of the uh, the other two games uh, but yeah in terms of the story so far um, I'm not really too far I believe I'm about six maybe seven hours in. So I will have an impressions piece, but I know the dev said the game is supposed to take about 15 hours to complete. Uh, but again, I'm playing on a different difficulty setting, so it's probably going to take a little bit longer than that. But um, what I can say so far, it's a pretty good game. Uh, it is, since I am playing on PlayStation 4, I'm not playing on the Xbox One X or you know Xbox in general because those codes are not out yet. But since I'm playing on PlayStation 4, it does feel as though the... Uh, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot more. It's not quite as polished. You know, there's frame rate issues. There's uh, all types of issues that you would expect because I mean, this is pre-release code. I would assume when they release the patch update, a lot of this stuff is going to get fixed. But right now, um, it does have a little bit of issues that I have encountered, um, to say the least. But still, I would say what I played so far, it's a pretty good game. Um, so. Definitely look for my impressions tomorrow when the embargo lifts, and uh, I will have a review, you know, sometime after that, because I actually want to complete this game before I talk about it in full, because I want to see how the story unfolds. But uh, definitely look for my impressions tomorrow uh, on the website. Um, as for what else I have been playing, uh, I did play a little bit of uh, Dana's favorite game, uh, WWE 2K19, um, and. 
And I, I want to give a quick shout out to Mr. Adam Vale because he purchased this for Black Friday, and uh, I warned oh, him ahead of time that that would not have been a, a good decision, even though it was cheap. And within a day of purchasing it, he has already been complaining to me about the game. So purchased it. You both are sellouts now. Well, 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 well. Hey, I, 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 I have it. I have it completely sold out because I was sent the game, but uh, I, um, I just want to say, you know, they, they, they did this, this, this week. They did release the new Dale DLC, uh, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Uh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, him, him, uh, EC3, and uh, the War Raiders. And I discovered when I downloaded the DLC, the War Raiders weren't even put together as a team. So that goes to show you how lazy 2K are with this this whole process. Um, so, oh gosh, yeah, yeah bad. It's not something that you you should watch. I mean, you should buy on on, on even on Black Friday, like only if it was a dollar, and free shipping and handling, and no tax, <laughs> no tax free shipping and handling, and a dollar. That is literally what it's worth—an actual dollar—and you're able to pay with pennies. Because it's not worth your actual bill. It's bad. But it is an improvement from last year, which is not saying much. So good luck with that. Yeah, no, I I, 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 I pretty much agree. Um, you know, but uh, hey, if for those that did pick it up for Black Friday, please feel free to let me know in the comments section what you think of the game so far. But uh, I was not happy to see how they handled that DLC. And it's sort of, I know we can say about the whole team thing, that's a minor thing. But no, I don't think that's a minor thing because this these guys came to WWE NXT as a team. So at the DLC should be them as a team, not individuals where they don't have a, t a tag team finisher move. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but that's just my, my thoughts. And um, finally, I also did play the uh, Spider-Man uh, Turf Wars DLC. Uh, I do have a review that is currently on the website, and I pretty much agree with what Tony had to say. It, it was a fun DLC. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though, is that um, for those that played the previous DLC, and you may have noticed that uh, you know they had a lot of the puzzles and stuff in it, there wasn't really any puzzles in this DLC. It just straight up action. So the people that that prefer, you know, just playing as Spider-Man and just doing the, you know, the fighting, going to the fronts and stuff like that, then you'll probably enjoy this DLC more than the uh, Black Cat Heist DLC because you have to think a little bit more in that one in terms of the the scientific puzzles and stuff like that and the pat pattern matching stuff. None of that stuff is in this particular DLC, but. Uh, it was enjoyable, but uh, I mean, I have a lot of questions. I, I don't want to spoil anything for those that haven't played it yet, but I just want to say um, looking forward to what they do with Silver Lining, because that DLC is out next month, and I'm even more interested to know what the plan is for Marvel Spider-Man Part 2, because we already know it's going to get a sequel at some point in time, but they have a lot of questions they have to answer after this DLC. Uh, that uh, I'm curious to know whether or not they're going to answer it in Silver Lightning. So hopefully we'll find out next month. But uh, for those that um, have, or have been on the fence about picking up Spider-Man, I would highly recommend you pick it up like soon because there's a sale going on PSN right now. I believe it's $39.99 for just the base game. And if you get the game with the DLC, it's the regular price, $59.99. So if 
you definitely want to pick up the game at a discount. Now is the time to get it. I don't know how long that sale is going on because I know tomorrow Cyber Monday, so it might be extended. But after that, it might end. So definitely pick it up if you want to pick it up digitally. I don't know if it's on sale in the store because I haven't seen any any uh, sales on the game actually in store. But um, definitely highly recommend you pick it up if you're a Spider-Man fan, without a doubt. Get that if you're a video game fan, period. That's one of the best games of the year by far. Like, it's, it's for $40, are you kidding me? Get that shit right now, man. No excuse. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. Yes, absolutely. So um, I, I know Gary has already got it. I look forward to hearing what he has to say about it next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to beat Red Dead before I move on to that because I don't want to, like, start that before I finish Red Dead because then I might not. I might end up not completing and and either of them. So, uh oh, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, finish up Red Dead because like again, game of the generation. <laughs> you know, got got to finish that. But you got to get play Spider Man before the year's over. Just like I need to finish up Odyssey before the year's over. Because I hear that's another fantastic game too. I picked that up on a sale, but you know, I still haven't fully played it yet. Because I'm kind, Rich. I'm I'm expecting Square Enix to send me uh, Just Cause Four, so I'm kind of holding uh -oh. off on the games. You know, right now, so I'm. You know, chilling. So after Just Cause 4, I'll probably play that. Well, well hopefully we, we all will have Just Cause 4 next week. Hopefully. Yeah, right. Exactly. They better give us that hookup. <laughs> yes. We'll see. But no, I totally understand that. And I also did pick up Odyssey as well on Black Friday. But I cannot touch that game until I, I, I have to, like you said, I have to finish Red Dead Redemption. There's a quite a bit of games I got to finish before I get to that. So hopefully I will get to it. But if not, it may have to wait until the beginning of next year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, that, that covers what we have been playing. So now we're going to go ahead and move right into the news. And um, the first topic to talk about this week, uh, this, is, this is something that I know that, that when Gary heard this news, he was, he was absolutely devastated. Uh, his, his words exactly, not mine's. Uh, the October NPD numbers were released, and you know I think uh, I think I think there is a little bit of shock because I believe we said on this exact show uh, a couple of weeks ago, oh Red Dead Redemption Two is probably going to be number one, and 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 surprisingly we, we we were incorrect in our guess. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start at, at number ten. Yeah, there, there were some other ones on this list. Well, okay, no, we'll, we'll start at number 20, but really I'm going to emphasize the, the top 10. So starting at number 20, we had NHL 19, number 19, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, number 18, Diablo 3, very interesting with that one. <laughs> uh, number 17, Super Mario Odyssey, number 16, Grand Theft Auto 5, number 15, Mario Kart 8, number 14, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, number 13, my Hero One One's Justice. Number twelve, Lego DC Super Villains. Number eleven, Forza Horizon Four. Okay, and now this is where it gets interesting. Number ten, <clears throat> WWE Two K Nineteen. Okay, Game of the Year, man. Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and you know, I think that's what Adam saw when he decided to buy the game. But we'll we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, number nine, Madden NFL 19. Number eight, Marvel Spider-Man. Number seven, FIFA 19. Number six, Soul Calibur 6. Number five, Super Mario Party. 
Number four, NBA 2K19. Number three, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Number two, Red Dead Redemption 2. And number one, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So, uh, after going over that list, I wanted to get to uh, the panel's opinions on what do you think about these numbers? Are you surprised that Call of Duty is number one? Uh, if there are any games on that list that, that are surprising to you. And I think I'm going to go to Dana first because I'm very curious to hear what she has to say about WWE 2K19 being number 10 on this list. <laughs> well, it's very simple. Uh, Vince McMahon has been running around and, you know, the company has a lot of money and they've been purchasing copies. <laughs> <laughs> and also, here's another thing. A lot of sales, yes, we have Black Friday and Cyber Monday that's coming up, but a lot of places have been dealing with a lot of heavy sales the entire week and you know some a little bit earlier so i attribute a lot of that to sales that's just been going on but yeah definitely the company's been snatching up those copies and be like oh look we're number one so that's the only thing that makes sense to me but i'm, I'm not surprised at red Dead. i just was kind of surprised that it got knocked out by Black Ops, but again, sales, and they have a very large community of dedicated, loyal fans that will buy the game repeatedly. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only point, point I'm going to make, and then I'm going to go to go to Tony next. Uh, I, I um, I know they had that big news where you know the news came out. Red Dead Redemption Two was the highest selling entertainment item or whatever. So I figured when I saw that number, it was like 17 million. I figured, oh, well, yeah, then that's probably going to be number one. But that wasn't what happened. So I was a little surprised when I saw the Call of Duty out, you know, outsold it. Um, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> uh, what do you think about these, uh, the, 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 the games on this list, Tony? Yeah, here's the thing. I, I sh Okay, I'm shocked Red Dead is in number one, but I shouldn't be surprised. See, Call of Duty people like disappoint me every single year by buying the fucking games, man. It's like you like every year I hear the same thing. Oh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty sucks. I'm never buying another Call of Duty again. Same motherfuckers buy Call of Duty every year. Every year, <laughs> consistently. You know, and, and to me, this one is like, okay, so why are you out there supporting a game that's blatantly ripping off, you know, the battle royale craze and doesn't even have a single player mode. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, guys, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, I mean, I, the only thing I can say is like, OK, maybe Call of Duty did better than Red Dead, you know, just for the sheer fact it's been out longer in October. Um, Red Dead was only out for nine, seven, nine days, something like that. So I'm hoping Red Dead, you know, takes its rightful place and number one uh, next month. But yeah, it's. I guess I should say I'm just more disappointed than anything. It's like, you know, these, these companies, Activision specifically, is ripping you off with with this subpar product, and you're just eating it up. It's really disappointing, man. It's like it's one of those things that makes me like ashamed to be a gamer. <laughs> I know that sounds dramatic. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you guys, man? Stop buying this shit, you know. But if that's what the people want, that's what the people want. But that, that shit is just very disappointing to me, man. That this fucking game still rules. And you know it's going to be on the charts. for an, Look at that. Number 10. Uh, no, not number 10. What was it? Um, last year's Call of Duty is on this fucking list, too. If you take the whole thing. It's like, what is wrong with you people, man? Stop buying these games. It's crazy. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Call of Duty fans. I know Gary said he was contemplating getting 
Black Ops 4 as well, so, uh... Never. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just as shocked as, uh, and disappointed as Tony is, like, because I, I really thought this was going to be the year where we saw the decline of Call of Duty, because, like, I really question who's still playing these games, like, because I don't see any of us still playing Call of Duty like that, so, yeah. like, it's not all the hardcore people, like, uh -oh. who, who actually is going out and buying Call of Duty these days, I, I really don't understand. Oh, they 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 went home and they said something. Yeah, go ahead, Dana. Dana said kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is kids like asking their parents to buy it for them and stuff like that. But I don't know. It, it's it's disappointing because I, I
for the September NPDs, which it rightfully should have been. So I'm glad that that's still selling. Um, Forza is on the list still, which is good. Although it's number 11, you know, I wanted that to be a little bit higher on the list. But again, I believe it was around number seven for September NPDs. So I'm glad that that's still selling regardless because that really is the best Xbox exclusive right now, in my personal opinion. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, it's no competition, you know, Sea of Thieves, you know, State of Decay. I'm not really a fan of Sea of Thieves. We already know this. I've said this on the show. So, but yeah, I'm glad that Forza is still selling. So that's good for uh, Playground Games and Microsoft. So, yes, congrats. Yeah, it's good but, uh, to see uh, Soul Calibur doing well as well, because I'm hearing great things about that game. Um, I'm not brave enough to buy it because I, I feel like I'm going to get murked by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, by the way, I got a quick question for you guys, um, you know, related to Soul Calibur. I, I have this feeling, and it kind of sucks because I used to be, fighting games were my number one favorite uh, genre back in the 90s, right? But nowadays, I don't want to play any more fighting games. I feel I don't have the, the time it takes to really devote to these things. Do you guys feel that way too? Yeah, I, I've, I've been feeling that way for a while because um, I did buy uh, Street Fighter and I bought Tekken and I don't know, it just it, it doesn't feel like it used to like playing yeah. fighting games for me. Um, well, yeah, that, that's a great way of putting it. Again, I was talking about how, you know, me and my cousin were playing some fighting games. We were ha talking about this and we're like, yo, like fighting games aren't just don't, you know, yeah, you're right. That feeling is lost that you used to have. Like, you know, to me, fighting games is all about you with a friend in the same room or friends, you know, playing together, having fun, but playing online, man, it's just something missing about it. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to do that, that's fine. But, you know, but, but then you couple that with the fact that, you know, we're all adults now. There's very little time to, cause you, if you want to play a fighting game, seriously, you got to devote a lot of time to it, you know, and I just don't have that kind of time. And it's funny cause I keep buying all these fighting games. I never even really playing them that deeply. You know, uh, I, I still support the, the genre, obviously the community, but yeah, like even with Soul Calibur, it's like, oh man, I, like I wanted to do well, obviously, but I don't know if I have the the time to really, you know, put into it myself as, as amazing as it is, because I know for a fact I'm not going to have enough time to really, um, you know, sink my teeth into it. Yeah, yeah, like I, I was about to say, uh, the the online thing really kind of killed a lot of that that casual um, enthusiasm for those games, because it's like once <laughs> yeah. online took over fighting games it's like you have to be pro at the game to to enjoy it like you know you can't you can't just invite your friends over and just like you know have fun with the game and you know even though you're not really that good kind of thing uh it's like you just have to be phenomenal at the game otherwise it's not even fun anymore so yeah no you're right about that that's something i've talked about too here even though i i, I appreciate what they have done for making or for making fighting games as big as it is and keeping it going i do feel like the fighting game community has kind of you know don't please don't take this the wrong way kind of ruined things in a way because you're right like you need to uh -oh. be elite level right now in order to play these games it wasn't like that before back in the day fighting games were for everybody you know of all skill levels but now you have to be crazy stupidly good to even enjoy it. otherwise you're going to go online you're going to get destroyed man you play Marvel vs. capcom as soon as the match starts motherfuckers punch you into the air you never land on the ground until you die <laughs> they just keep comboing you to hell you know it's like that shit is not fun for for people you know so but at the same time you know it is cool that fighting games are getting you know big so it's cool in that sense even though i can't personally uh participate in that anymore you know yeah Ouch. well said so, so I, I just want to make a quick comment, but before I make a comment, Dana, I wanted to know, did you have any thoughts on the fighting games? 
right that that means that means no she's not interested <laughs> oh right. no i was having def technical difficulties oh no the thing is that as you guys are saying before when i was younger it was something that was really fun and it was you, you know everyone could participate in it even as a kid and now as you guys previously said it's you know you go online and you're just destroyed and playing it <laughs> and like in front of you on the couch or something that's the only way to enjoy it if you're at that same kind of slow level so no they, they've taken a joy out of it for me i just you know it's either just i don't really partake in it anymore because it's just not that much fun ouch ouch not, not, not an ouch like you have to realize that you suck so i realized that i suck so i'm not gonna like go out and continuously embarrass myself and as tony was saying you know get punched one time and just never hit the ground <laughs> yeah, unless I'm like really good, then I would play constantly and just like start bragging and be one of those type of douchey people. But I'm not. Oh well, I I think all three of you have made uh, great points about fighting games in general and the online presence uh, and how it is impacted by the fact that it is basically a pro. You know, it's, a lot of people do the esports thing now with these games, but I, I have to say this. There is one game that I will make an exception and play it every single time, and that is any game that NetherRealm does. I am always there because Mortal Kombat, that's still my favorite fighting game series. And then on top of that, what they've done with Injustice, because they try to tell a story, I very much enjoy, enjoy those stories that they put in the games. And I feel as though they are the company that really started doing this to the point where now others are taking note. We need to do this. I remember the big thing for Street Fighter V is it didn't have a story mode and then they decided to do one. They said they were going to take cues from what has been done by other developers. So I would assume NetherRealm was inspiration for that because anytime they put together these stories in the games, it does add another layer to the experience because, you know, other, other than that, it'll just be like a fighting game. They're just playing matchups and then that's it. No narrative whatsoever. And when it's mainly on that level, that doesn't really interest me that much. But when there is a story involved, oh, I will definitely make time to play it. So uh, with that said, I know there was a rumor that the next Mortal Kombat game is going to get announced at the uh, Video Game Awards in a couple of weeks. I don't know if that information is, is, is correct, but uh, if it is, I will be excited for that. Um, but as for playing it online, yeah, you definitely have to be good. To, to deal with these people on the competitive scene uh, because, yeah, it, it definitely, I, I, I totally understand what y'all are saying about, yes, it is a lot more challenging to play against people online. Uh, so I can understand the appeal is not quite as good for fighting games uh, anymore, but um, I definitely got to make time for whatever NetherRealm does because I, I love what they do with their games, the stories, etc. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where things go from here. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat is one of those games where, like, I will play it just because I, I really like their storytelling and the characters and the lore of it and everything. So I would buy another Mortal Kombat, but uh, I don't think I'm going to do the online thing anymore, to be honest. So <laughs> I'll just play it offline, play story mode. Yeah, the, the one thing about Mortal Kombat, see, they're doing it right. It's like you, you get the um the story mode and stuff for guys like us but then you still have the online for like the the really super dedicated guys you could give people both you know what i'm saying but it seems like look at the way street fighter came out right street fighter 5 
Mm-hmm. Um, mechanically speaking, it is an excellent game. I, I would even say maybe the best fighting game that's out right now. But when it launched, it, it just had no modes. It was just online. That's basically it. You know, um, and it kept a lot of guys like like me away from. I played it, but I'm like after a week, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? There's nothing going on in this game, you know. Um, but it, by the way, speaking about online, because here's my thing with Street Fighter, because I've been playing Street Fighter for a very long time. It, I either fight guys that are so good I can't touch them, or I destroy these guys. There's no in between. Like you know, usually when I play with my friends, like we're all around the same like skill level. You know what I'm saying? So it's either I destroy these dudes, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, or it's just guys doing combos i never even thought were in the game itself you know so it's just very very unbalanced like that but yeah mortal Kombat is like the golden child example you know it's like that's how you make your fighting games nowadays you know you have the the robust story modes and all that other stuff and then you have like the online to keep the shit going because that's the thing it's like you know guys like us you know we'll play it for like a maybe a month or so and then move on but the fighting game guys they keep it going for a long, long time. They're very uh, essential for the whole process. But, you know, if you cut out, like, you know, guys that aren't like Superman, you know, you're going to lose out of millions and millions of sales. And if you want to keep these games going, you definitely got to cater to everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm curious to see. So, 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 one final question I did want to ask for Tony. So, are you definitely planning on picking up Streets of Rage Four whenever it uh, actually comes out? Oh fuck yeah, man, Gary, you already know, son. Me and Gary <laughs> went, went crazy. We saw. It. Like I know Gary wasn't as hyped as me, but I love fucking Streets of Rage. When I saw that, I lost my mind. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. Like I would have been happy with a Streets of Rage remaster. No. We're getting a full new game, and it has that same art style from um. I'm forgetting the name of the uh, the team, but those guys are really really good. So I'm I'm definitely excited for it, man. Like you know, we had Sonic Mania, now we got Streets of Rage. Like keep bringing back more Sega games, please, man. The old school got to keep that shit alive, man. I, I'm hype. I don't know when the hell that's coming out. I'm, is it early next year or just 2019? Because I don't yeah. know. But either way, I'm excited for. It. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I'm there. I, I was skeptical at first just because, you know, it wasn't what I thought it would be, but, like, uh, I, I'm i definitely there because that's one of my favorite game series of all time, like Streets of Rage, so, Uh-oh. yeah, day one for me. Yeah, man. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, so, any other thoughts on October NPDs before we move on to the next topic? Um, yeah, just again, disappointed by the Call of Duty winning. <laughs> Come on, son. What is wrong with you guys, man? Um, actually, you know, if we could quickly talk about hardware. Hardware, there's no surprise there. You already know, PlayStation dominated again. You know, it, hey, that's just the way it is, man. It, it, it's, it's where people want to play their games. Um, Switch, number two. And, man, Xbox. Like, yo, you're getting... It's funny about Xbox, right? Because, you know... They brought the Xbox One X, touting it as the world's most powerful console, which it is. No one's denying that, but it's getting destroyed consistently by the weakest console, the Switch. Isn't that funny? It goes to show you people don't care about power. They care about games and say what you will about Switch. They got games right now. You know, even if some of them are old ass games, they still got them. You know, it's interesting to me, man. Um by the way, yeah, November, I think, because this is October, I think November is going to be Red Dead number one, and then for number for December, I think it's going to be Smash Brothers. 
because I know motherfuckers are hyped for that. I personally don't understand the whole Smash Brothers craze, but I know people are hyped for that. But yeah, um, just on the hardware, and, I, and it seems like people bought more this year than they did last year, which is really good too. You know, um, I think only for for Switch things are. It's funny, Switch, even though it's number two, its, it's sales were still down just because of the fact that Mario Odyssey wasn't out. You know, this year like it was last year. But overall, things are looking up for the gaming industry. Look, just looking at the hardware numbers as well. Oh, 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 oh! Definitely, definitely. And 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 what you said about Smash Brothers is correct because I know that Gary has told me he has already ported, uh, pre-ordered his Nintendo Switch for this game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that is correct. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the November MPDs are looking like. Uh, yeah, like you said, Red Dead will probably be number one. Call of Duty will still be on there. Um, Battlefield, I'm very curious to see where that ends up at because, uh, yeah, that, that game, they delayed it uh, into November to avoid all that stuff coming out in October. So I, it, it definitely, I'm expecting it to be in the top three, but I don't know how high it's going to be on that list. So I, I want to see that. And then, of course, a few of these other games that have been out this month. Hitman, yeah, I'm curious to see where that stands as well as some of the other stuff. Because I have heard that, I believe there was a report that uh, Gary and I did see the Hitman sales were down. So I, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but uh, we'll we'll see. But yeah, um, any final thoughts, Gary or Dana, before I move on to... Uh, the next topic. Oh, no. Let's move on. Okay, so... I I, I definitely have something to say about this topic. So I definitely want to go first. But yes, there, there was news uh, this past week. It, it's been an ongoing story regarding Fallout 76 that it has bombed, uh, you know, was bombed by the critics uh, across several different uh, outlets. Uh, a lot of bad reviews, so on and so forth. And and Gary had asked the question, what should Bethesda have done to prevent this disaster? So before I answer that question, I, I have to say a few things about Fallout 76. Uh, and I have to point this out because I, I think uh, I had an opportunity to point this out on Throwdown in the co-op in the past. And I haven't been able to do so. So I hope to, to deliver the metaphor perfectly today. I find it very interesting how a game about rebuilding after the apocalypse, for some reason, it cannot seem to forget about the apocalypse because of all the bad review scores, everything else. Everybody just calls it a disaster or an atomic bomb, as Gary has uh, called it with the title of this particular show today. So um, as someone who has played the game, because I did play the beta on the Xbox One X, I had said on the throwdown and the co-op, to me, the experience was totally fine. I had a good time with it because I understand what they were trying to do in terms of you exploring a world. Um, there wasn't really no human NPCs, just robot NPCs and audio recordings. And the audio recordings very much remind me of Bioshock in a sense where you're getting stories about people who existed on the world before. There are some that might have survived, but you have no idea where they are because some talking about going to actually, you know, hiding inside the actual uh, facility, uh, 76 base. 
So I, I thought there were some interesting elements to it. Now, what I did notice is that there were a lot of people talking about there's a lot of technical issues, glitches. As I said, when I played the game, the beta, because I played the beta the first couple of times that they had it on Xbox before they brought it to PlayStation 4 and PC, I didn't encounter any issues at all. So I thought that what they were doing was interesting. Um, and I also went into the game with little to no information about the game and no expectations because all I knew was that Bethesda said it is an online-only multiplayer experience. But they also were very clear and they said this is their first online multiplayer experience. So I already knew going into this game it was not going to be perfect when they said that it's their first venture into this type of a game. So um, with all that said... I do believe that they should have communicated better exactly what this game was to their audience. Because I know when they announced this game before E3 and they had that stream that was going on for half of the day where people saw the please stand by us, uh, you know, image on their screen, their monitors, everyone was like making this a huge big deal. Like, oh, it's a new Fallout game. It Maybe it's poss possibly Fallout 5, you know? But no, Fallout 76, that title probably wasn't the best title for them to use um, but I feel like they really needed to communicate to their audience exactly what this game was and they didn't really do that so as a result of that people went into this game thinking this is the next big Fallout game uh, to look forward to and um, I think because of that and the high expectations that is why the game did not do as well as it well, didn't do well at all honestly you know because last time I checked, now the game is on sale everywhere. I've seen the game drop to as low as $35. And that game just came out like maybe about two weeks ago. So um, it's unfortunate for Bethesda. But uh, I do admire their ability to decide that they want to take a risk and try to do something different. I think they should be at least get some type of credit for that. We can say that the game is a disaster, sure. But... They try to do something different, so I'm not going to, you know, criticize them for that, but I do criticize them as saying that they should have been a, a lot more clear and concise with the message because you know that a lot of people thought this was a Fallout game. It was going to be, they had high expectations from that, from that alone, so you had to be more clear and direct in regards to what you're trying to do. So I want to ask uh, all of you, uh, you, your, you, you guys' opinion on this particular game. What your thought is on it bomb on the fact that it bombed, what they could have done better. And then I do have another question I want to ask after this that Gary didn't ask that is gonna be very interesting. But uh I'm gonna to go to you first, Gary, since uh I know that you actually received a code for Fallout 76, unfortunately for Xbox. So we know that you didn't play it, but uh what were your thoughts on this game as it was coming out and if were you at 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 any point interested in actually playing the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I I was always somewhat skeptical, but because I, I really do enjoy Fallout, like I love the actual IP, I was, you know, kind of uh, listening out just to see what the thoughts and opinions of people were about it, and I was going to consider getting it. Um, I did send out for a review copy because the PR people actually hit me up, and, you know, as Rich just said, they sent me the Xbox version on disc, which I can't do anything with at all. Like, I can't even, you know, give it to someone, but someone else at Coalition. But, yeah, um, 
I'm just so disappointed at everything I've been hearing about this game, especially after, you know, Todd Howard did an amazing job selling this game at E3. Like, you know, he spent like half the conference like talking about this game and he he sold it. Like, I have to admit, he sold it. He made it seem like it was going to be something good. And I'm just so surprised that what, you know, the final result was. And every day when I visit YouTube, I'm seeing more and more videos of people, like, bashing this game and talking about what's wrong with it and everything like that. So I'm, I'm surprised it's bombed this much to where everybody has something, you know, hateful to say about it. Um, and it's a shame because it's like they're, they're dragging the, the brand's name through the mud now, like the Fallout IP, like... Uh, because this is a flop, like, are we going to get another Fallout now? Because I want just a normal Fallout. Uh, that's what I always wanted. I just wanted Fallout 5, you know. I don't want this online stuff, like, you know, like, online only. And if you are going to do an online game, at least make it so that you can actually play solo and have it be fun and fulfilling at the same time. Because, you know, what I'm hearing about, uh, there's no NPCs and, you know, you just talk to robots and there's audio tapes. That's not appealing to me at all. You know, that that doesn't <laughs> seem like an experience to me. Like, if I want to do that, I'll just listen to podcasts and, you know, play another game or something. Like, I, I don't want to hear audio tapes while I'm playing. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. Um, and it, it kind of shows that Bethesda is, they're, they're one of those companies that are kind of changing you know you know there's like there's always these beloved studios like bioware bethesda and things like that but it's like when they start to get more corporate and start to make moves that are completely money oriented it's like the the complete ethos of the company just kind of shifts just changes and i feel like bethesda is now going through that transition which is a shame to see because um they have a lot of ips that i love like elder scrolls fallout um you know rage and and other things like that and it's like you know they're just now it's, it's got to the point where they're not even pleasing the fans of these ips anymore uh they and it looks like you know they're turning more to mobile as well with you know they've got the elder scrolls games on there and everything so they're, they're just completely shifting and they're doing they're making moves that um their audience isn't really asking for and that's a shame to see and it makes me skeptical about uh what what's the uh space game that they announced i can't remember the name of that starfield game. starfield yeah um makes me skeptical about that now you know? so, so, so 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 you know i i i do have to say this because you, you brought up some very interesting points i actually was going to to ask about that but but now that you mentioned this thing about Bethesda, and maybe this isn't the right question to ask, but I feel like I have to keep it real and ask this question. So do you think that this game was basically rushed out just so they have a release for the fall? Because I looking at the release schedule, I, I don't really see, unless I may have missed something, any other game that they did release, and maybe they decided, because I know they said Rage... We thought initially that was coming out this year, but then it got pushed to spring 2019. So could it be that they just released this so that they had a, a big game for the fall that was out? Yeah, I, I definitely think that contrib contributed big time to the problems of Fallout 76. I think they wanted to release this game this fall. Uh, they wanted to catch the holiday period and everything. 
Um, I feel like they were having, they were struggling and having problems getting the game to where they wanted it to be. Um, I do think that Todd Howard's vision is how the game was supposed to be, but they just didn't have enough time to execute. And I really think, like, to answer the question of um, how could they have presented, uh, prevented this disaster, I think they should have delayed the game. They should have pushed it back. Uh, because, you know, now it's a complete backlash and, you know, people have lost confidence in Bethesda altogether. So this hurts them in the long run now. So mm. they should have okay. just delayed the game. Yeah, no, I, I think you made a, a, a very, very, very compelling points throughout. And, and the final question I was going to ask on that, because I do want to get Dana and Tony's opinion, was going to be, do you think this is going to impact the other games they release in the future? Like, like you mentioned, Starfield, and then whatever the next Elder Scrolls game is, do you think that people may be hesitant to think, you know, I guess positively of those games? Because you see how Fallout was treated in this particular sense. Uh, Elder Scrolls is a big name, so I think people will buy that no matter what. But um, as for, uh, what is it, Starfield? Yeah. As for that, I think people might be more reluctant to give a new IP from them a try. Because of, you know, the flop that Fallout 76 is. But... <laughs> who knows like if they market it well and if they're showing things that haven't been done before um and they have a unique spin on it then people you know might start to get back behind them again um who knows the, the fans have no loyalty they you know they don't have any set way they're always changing their opinions on things so i mean things can change i i just feel like you know me personally i'm more I'm a, I'm a bit more reluctant to try something new from them now just because they messed this up because that shows me their way of thinking and the direction that the company is going in so mm. uh, that 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 raises red flags to me wow wow interesting i have to say you made some very very good points so i'm very curious to hear what both dana and tony has to say so i'm gonna go to you first dana because uh i don't know if you really uh are a fan of any of these Bethesda games? Uh, Me and never really worked out. We just was just one of those things that just we tried talking to each other. We never, never, we always never had great communication. But I would say, judging by how you describe the game, it, it sounds horribly boring <laughs> and like a waste of money. But I also wonder. I haven't played it, obviously, but I wonder if all of the backlash is, you know how you, when you get like a bad review and more people just jump on it in the form of like a popularity thing? I wonder, because you were saying how everybody is just basically pooping on the game, is that if it's really just that bad or it's just people like just jumping on the bandwagon and saying that it's bad. But the description alone sounds awful. I do not think at all that this will impact Elder Scrolls as... Gary said previously, that is a very big title, and that has loyal diehard fans, so that'll be perfectly fine. I think when it comes to the new one, the new game, the Star Fox, the, the whatever it's called, um, that game, we just need to see more, we need to see gameplay, and it should be fine. You, I mean, there are many companies who make one crappy game, and they are able to learn from their mistakes and move on from that, and it'll be fine. I believe, but yeah, that sounds like an awful game. <laughs> so you just talk to like eight guys and like listen to tapes all day. 
yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 you know, you you do you do quests. They tell you go here, go here, go there. So so yeah, it, it's not uh, like I said, it's not a traditional Fallout game where you're actually talking to the humans and doing other missions. It's yeah. So it sounds yeah. like depression. Game <laughs> <laughs> would be like, I'm depressed and I want to feel even more worse about myself. Let me play that. No, no, awful. But it'll be fine. The company will be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Gary, Gary, you were saying something else. Oh no, nah, that's cool. Okay, let, let's hear what Tony has to say because I'm curious what he had to say as, as well on this topic. Yeah, uh, here's the thing: I, I really can't speak about Fallout 76 myself because I haven't played it yet. Uh, just based off what I've seen from videos and what I heard, um, you know, it doesn't sound like like it's a good game. But th- at the same time, I already knew this was a game for game for me anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like Fallout, like to me, the whole thing about Fallout is like it's a, you know, it's you're, you're there by your yourself in a world that's against you, right? But this one is like, okay, don't get me wrong, Fallout games are supposed to, you know, give you like a lonely feeling, but this one like supposedly takes it to a whole other level, but not even having NPCs, just a bunch of robots or whatever. Um, as for what they could have done to save some of this, it's it's funny because it's so easy. I'm surprised they didn't do it, first of all, because you got to understand, I'm just being real right now. People are stupid. You got to, like, present things in a very clear-cut way so they understand what you're getting into. This game should not have been called Fallout 76. It should have been called Fallout Online. Right there, that online lets people know what they're getting into. You know, so that's number one. Number two, and, and you know, right now it's this price, but it should have been $40 at launch. This is yep. not a complete game, you know? So if you would have had Fallout Online, $40, I think that could have alleviated some of the problems, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's funny. Maybe it's because I didn't see the, the Todd Howard thing. Because uh, to me, I felt, you know, they didn't do a very good job of communicating what this game was about. Like Even, like, weeks until it came out, I'm like, what is this thing about? I have no idea what the, this game's about, you know? Um, I, I just knew that it was going to be online, so I was not even going to mess with it. Um, as for Bethesda going forward, you know, th- this would really disappoints me, right? Because everybody knows that there are problems with that engine, that whatever the hell the name of the engine they're using is. And they already said they're going to use the same engine, the same broken-ass engine Uh-oh. on on Starfield and um, the new Elder Scrolls game. Are you fucking kidding me? Who's even gonna? Who? Well, how are you gonna get excited for these games when you know it's gonna be built on that same broken ass engine? You know, it's just funny to me how Bethesda gets such a pass when they're one of the. I'm saying it, they're one of the worst developers out there. You know, they they, they come up with some of the most broken games out there. Don't get me wrong, the ideas behind them are cool. Maybe that's the reason why people keep buying these games because you know, even me, like you know, I, I like the world of Fallout, but it is not a pleasant gaming experience. But I think you know, people deal with it just because of the fact that they're getting this this world presented to them. But to me, yeah, Bethesda is like a big budget version of Telltale Games. It's bro- it's using the same broken-ass engine, and people just give them a pass. I think we're finally getting some people to say something negative about their games. I think this is the first time we've ever seen that. But yeah, it's like, come on, guys, you got to change that fucking engine. You can't. Like really, Elder Scrolls Six. Like, when was the last? Time, when was the last um game? Um, Skyrim in like 2011 or something. Are you gonna use that same ass engine? Really? Come on, man. Then you got this whole sci-fi game coming out on the same engine too. Like, nah, it's it's not a good look, man. So, 
I, I think you know Bethesda definitely has the money to you know to just put make a new engine. I, I don't you know it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. Just you got to do something because you, you can't be releasing games like this. It's already um, you know I, I think people are already getting tired of like the novelty. It's like again I think people let us slide because of you know the, the game worlds they presented were unique and all that. But I think now people are getting fed up with it. So you got to uh, respond to that and release a proper next-gen engine instead of this broken trash heap you've been using forever, you know? Yeah, I, Clear. I, I, I haven't played a game by Ukes. What happened? I said, never played a game by Ukes. I, I never even <laughs> yeah. heard of that. <laughs> I never even heard of that shit. Yeah, WWE, um, yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh, God. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's again, it's it's just crazy to me. But I, I think now, um, you know, people are gonna are starting to open their eyes. It's like, okay, Bethesda, man, they ain't, they ain't delivering, you know. Uh, but it's funny, it, this is the Bethesda produced games, like Bethesda IP games, like Wolfenstein and Doom. They're great, you know. Yeah. I, I I suggest those all day, every day. It's the proper games that I you know caution people against, you know, because they're just broken trash, basically. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Wolfenstein was fantastic. Uh, I still like the first game better than the second one, but the second one was pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, and I'm hyped for Doom Eternal. That's going to be great too, you know? Exactly, exactly. So the, the, those games, great. Uh, I, I think uh, Gary did mention he's looking forward to Rage too. Because uh, I saw that when they had that little concert at, at E3, he, he was dancing from home. Um, uh, no, yeah. I can't <laughs> It's true. He was on Skype with me, just dancing. Oh no, I no, I I know, I, I know, I was in the audience uh, during that show, and that that, that was that was that was that was a very interesting experience to see them try to have that concert because that that was a little tight, a tight, a tight, tight, tight seat where we were sitting at. So I was like, yeah, this this is interesting, but hey, hey, it's, it's all good. But no, uh, Gary, you 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 was actually saying something earlier after Tony was um. Oh yeah, like. In terms of the history of Bethesda and their bugs, um, now I, I don't want to sound like I'm defending them. I'm definitely not because um, <laughs> in, in this this day and age, we have a lot of quality games out there that are super polished. You know, um, so it's inexcusable for Bethesda to, to get away with this stuff. But I will say, back in you know uh, some of the, you know back in like the Morrowind and um, Oblivion days and you know Fallout Three and stuff like. Um, the the fandom of these games was still kind of like so obscure at that time and it's like the bugs in the engine and everything they they actually added to the experience somewhat just because like it's coming across a bug in the game was kind of like you know coming across something cool back then like in in you know some weird twisted way but like the bugs actually added to the experience it made them funny somewhat like um and you know it was kind of like you you see a funny bug happen and you go online and you talk about it on the forums or whatever so there was a time where like the bugs were i wouldn't say celebrated but like they were a fun part of the community of bethesda fans you know like just discovering the different bugs and stuff like that but i i feel like you know um we're we're not at a point in time where they can get away with that any longer because the stakes have been raised since then um and you know we, there's a lot of competition out there and we're seeing phenomenal 
you know games out there so they can't keep getting away with with those bugs uh, they have to update that engine and you know they have to make sure they smooth everything out before they release their games because the competition that they have now is is crazy so um yeah uh, i'm i'm definitely not defending them on that i just wanted to add that sounds good yeah so <laughs> any other thoughts on uh Fallout 76 and Bethesda before we move on to uh, the next topic. Uh, Rich, you said you had like some some question, another question or something, right? Like, um, well, 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 yeah. I, I think I think you I, th- I think pretty much yeah. You 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 all have answered that question. I, yeah, I, I was asking, um, how do you feel about uh, Bethesda and the other games moving forward after? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 and I think you, you all have answered that question. You think, say, I know Dana said Bethesda will be fine, uh, and uh, Tony said he's looking forward to Doom Eternal. So, uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, but also the whole thing with the engine—if they're using the same engine for Starfield and um, and uh, Elder Scrolls—well, yeah, this, this definitely should have some level of concern over that. Um, but yeah, that that that, that that's that's all I was going to ask. But yeah, yeah. one more thing as well. Like, I don't understand why they called the beta a beta because it was like a week before the game out came. The game came out like two weeks or something. Yeah, so, that's a pre-release <laughs> bonus, bro. Get the fuck out of here. That's not a beta. <laughs> yeah, because realistically, what could they fix in that time? Like, they couldn't fix anything. So, yeah. By the way, I love that too. Like, uh, people were like, "Oh, it was just a beta. You know, you can forgive it." And then when the game comes out, it's the same shit. They shut up. They don't say nothing. You know? <laughs> oh man, it's just funny to be um, not 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 talking about you, Rich specifically. But there are some people I'm not going to name. But if you listen to Throwdown, you know my you know might know who I'm talking about. They just excuse this fucking game, man. It's like, what is wrong with you guys, man? You see the shit in front of you, but you know, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting to me, man. There's a lot of I'm just going to say there's a lot of Bethesda fanboys out there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I mean, like, like, you know, like, like, like I said before, the experience that I had was, uh, I didn't really see, I didn't have any issues with what I experienced. But then again, I, I didn't go in thinking this is going to be another uh, Fallout mainline Fallout title. Um, so I, I didn't really have any high expectations. And I, what, what I do know is that when this game came out. At the same time, there was still a lot of people talking about Red Dead Redemption. So I saw a lot of people talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. I said, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 was awesome. I haven't gone back to it, but I want to see what other games are out here. Because, you know, uh, my job on the website, you know, our job is continuously looking at every game that comes out. Trying to cover every game uh, to see whether or not it's actually good. So that's why I just decided to check out Fallout, and what I discovered is, oh, well, the game, I, I pretty much see what they're trying to do with the game, so I didn't really have too many uh, harsh criticisms for it, because I didn't really have any high expectations, but those that complained and said the game is a disaster, well, I, I totally respect and understand that opinion, you know, I, I don't have any, any problems with that at all, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, for those, some, some do enjoy it and others don't enjoy it. I think it's, it's totally fine. And that's everyone's own opinion. But I will say, yes, Bethesda absolutely positively should have better communicated what this game actually is. Because that would have prevented a lot of the backlash that they're getting right now. 
Uh, and I'm very curious to see how they respond to this. Um, they, we have their E3 next year. You know, for those of us that are still deciding to go to E3, which I, I don't really know yet. Um, I'm very curious to see what they talk about at that next uh, Bethesda E3 show. If they go back, if they're going to continue to support uh, Fallout 76, and if they are going to talk about it, if they are still supporting it at that Bethesda conference in particular, because uh, I know they have said before, this is a game we intend to continue supporting, you know, over the next several years. So I would assume that they're still going to talk about it. And if they do talk about it at the next conference, if they're going to address, yes, we know the game has not been received well, we use that as motivation to make it better. I'm curious to know if they're going to have that type of dialogue with the fans, or are they just going to forget about this and just talk about, yes, so let's show you Starfield. Let's show you the next Elder Scrolls. That's what I'm curious to know. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the future with this game, um, if it has a chance to still become something more than what it actually is right now. But, uh, I mean, just have to wait and see. <laughs> but yes... Um, so any final thoughts on the apocalypse or should we move on to the next uh, topic? <laughs> yeah, you can move on. Okay, so Gary, I believe uh, the floor is going to be now yours as uh, we're basically going to talk about some of our best memories with the coalition. And since you did such a excellent job introducing this topic last week, Gary, uh, I'm going to give it the floor over to you to do the same thing right now. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who have been, you know, listening for the past few weeks, you know, uh, we've been celebrating our 10 year anniversary, um, you know, because we started in 2008. So at that marks 10 years. And, and through, through that, those through that decade, we've had many people come and go at the coalition website um and you know we've been bringing back people every week um and you know it's a pleasure to have dana and tony here with us today um and we we you know we've been we've been like happy to to you know we we've met them in person um so i mean i want you guys to give us some of your best coalition memories like let us know some of the best times you've had, you know, with the coalition as a team, you know, whether it was from E3 or whether it was an experience or interview that you guys went to, you know, um, off your own accord uh, because of the site or, or, or something like that. So just give us some of your best memories. Like we were talking about a few of them before the show. Um, so I don't want to like steal any because you know, I've been given a lot of memories like since we've been doing this already. So I want you guys to be the ones to, you know, kind of give us the, the memories before I say anything. So and we'll just me and Rich will just kind of chime in with, you know, our own memories involving you guys as well. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. So should we start with you, Dana? Did you manage to to think of anything? Well, I just want to say I don't know who any of you guys are. Just keep contacting me and I guess keep showing up. Every week. <laughs> I don't know who you are. No, um, I've been with the site, oh gosh, maybe four years now? I don't know. It's been a while. Um, I would have to say there, there, there's a couple, but um, Tony was the one who brought me into the site. 
he he introduced me to everyone and, and everything. Um, it was the first time I came from another site. It was the fact that I was just able to to basically report on anything. Um, previously, beforehand, I wasn't really allowed to do much on-site reporting. I was just kind of stuck at home. Um, and I remember like going to the very first event, which was a VR movie theater experience for one of the games that I can't remember. But um, the, the, it went disastrously. It was terrible because I couldn't take the VR and ended up passing out in the movie theater. But um, just being able to attend something was very amazing to me. Um, one would be uh, my very first on-camera interview that was kind of like thrown on me that I basically threw on myself was we went to Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, and Troy Baker, I was very much determined to interview Troy Baker. And I kind of like, Tony was with me and kind of like stampeded the handler of Tony Baker and was able to like make him do an interview with me. And that was like one of those things where I really kind of felt like I was legit. Like I just interviewed someone. Yes. Um, so that was always fun. Meeting Gary in New York City was amazing. And him getting attacked by tourists, by costumed tourists, was always hilarious. They still miss you, by the way. They ask oh, yeah. for you all the time at Times Square. Explain that story real quick, because that was okay. funny. So he came to New York, and he looks really like a tourist. His eyes was, like, big and wide. And we go out of the um, Times Square a staircase, the one that's right across the street from Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. On that corner is costumed characters. So they're basically people dressed up in like Marvel or Disney costumes and they beg you to take a picture with them so that you can give them money. I was at that moment trying to point at, oh look, it's the Harry Potter play. This is your people. And somehow they smelled that Gary was a tourist because his eyes was just so big and wide. And he was like, oh, it's Times Square. And they just kind of stampeded him. It was literally a scene out of The Lion King where they just ran towards him and just surrounded him. And they was like basically trying to get him to take a picture. And he had his phone out. And they was like this big tug of war, me trying to pull him out of like the circle that they've gathered themselves around him. And he was just kind of oblivious to the whole thing. And it literally happened in a matter of seconds, but it felt like an eternity. And and basically, yeah, they was just hunting him down during that whole time in Times Square. We was trying to get to, was it Midtown Comics, I believe, like at that time? Yeah, yeah I think Midtown Comics. <laughs> And I have like no sense of direction, so I'm just always looking up to figure out where I am. And they just kind of stampeded and stormed him. Yeah, it, it was, was hilarious. It was like they literally smelt the tourist on me and like they just rushed towards me, like trying to hug me and grab me, like to take pictures with them and stuff. And yeah, I'm 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 like because I'm so amazed by the surroundings and everything, like I don't care, like I'm just having a good time. But... <laughs> Like, yeah, he was enjoying himself. But I was like, oh my gosh, like I literally lost Gary. He was like, buried in all of these characters. And it wasn't like even one or two. It was like all of the Avengers, Mickey and Minnie, somehow Goofy was there, Elmo was there for sure, and Cookie Monster. Oh, they had the whole Disney up in there. They had the whole Disney. 
so yeah, that was that was pretty memorable. Um, yeah, we there's others, but I would end up like talking for so long. So move on to the next person. Oh yeah, so you can right. go next yeah. one. All right, I was just waiting, man. You know, this ain't my show. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of little ones, but um, you know, going back to the to the beginning, because I've been friends with you guys since I started in this industry in like f- fuck 2012. You know, it's been it's been a long time, so it was dope to um, you know, be on the coalition proper. And even before that, um, before things broke down with my previous site, like you guys were, you know, you already said you were gonna, um, you know you know um have the throwdown on it and it was fortunate that i was able to uh you know come back and be the host of that uh when the show came on but yeah there's just a lot of cool things you know like for me three for example there was this one year 2015 uh it was me charles singletary david jagano uh garrett glass uh jake james lugo uh emilio lopez we were in the hotel room together and like this is something that I, I like if i ever get enough money i would love to do just have like an, a podcast everybody in the room together just talking no fucking delays or any of that other shit so it was really cool to just um you know get in there and give our impressions of that specific e3 that was a really good e3 that was the one where they announced uh final fantasy 7 remake uh shenmue 3 you guys remember that year? that year that year was crazy so that was good um there's also our annual tradition going to the yard house rich you already know about that you know uh very good times with that okay. um yeah e3 in general is always interesting because like we always kind of even if we're like you know writing for different sites we always seem to have the same appointment so always run into each other you know um and then there's like the new york based events like like comic con that's always been uh, you know a lot of fun times and even like per- more personal stuff like when me gary um you know dana and, and our boy jeffrey went to eat ramen in the city uh during the summer that was really cool too uh, obviously that was just a personal thing but it's still coalition family you know and that, and that's the the, I guess the operative word for it is like I feel like you guys like you know are my family you know you guys give me a home and stuff and I talk to you guys every day you know which especially you rich like we're always talking shop and stuff so like that communication has never really gone away which is really dope but yeah man and, and again just some little things I can't talk about on air like our, our Skype fights we used to have back in the day shit like that you know uh, dealing with um, specific publishers and developers bs you know again we can't talk about any of that but there's a lot of uh, little things and the thing is the memories keep being made again like i said we just had like th- this little dinner or during the summer and um you know it's, it's a continuing thing you know uh never gonna leave the coalition man I'm, I'm gonna be here for life you know and i'm glad you guys are you know still going 10 years strong hopefully it'll be another uh 20 30 years who knows you know it's fucking awesome Oh yeah, I agree, man. Definitely. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about thirty. We're gonna, we'll, 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 we'll try for thirty and up. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll be uh, fucking dusting bones, man. We'll still keep talking about games. Happy <laughs> Nintendo! Ready? I still Game Boy. Yay! <laughs> Don't got no reflexes no more. You know, you have to play virtual reality because that's the only way you could play games. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. But no, it's um, yeah, ten, ten, ten years is definitely a special, special time. Way, way, yeah, a lot, a lot of memories to have to try and and, and, and count and go through. Um, I unfortunately have not met Dana yet. 
although I do have memories of when we recorded the PowerCast as well as the uh, WrestleCast. Um, I always enjoyed those shows, so hopefully uh, we will continue to do those in the future. <laughs> and, and, and eventually, whenever I decide to make it to New York for New York Comic Con, I, I could possibly meet her proper as well as hang out with uh, you again as well, Tony. So we have to, I have to plan on that for next year, sure. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. You can go cool. to raid at New York Comic Con Boston <laughs> every year. Same thing. That's a that 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 that, that is very true. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, can't say nothing right now, but Rich, I'm gonna see you in a couple weeks. Actually, sure. This should be interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be very interesting. Uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, we 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 can talk more about that um, in the future. Yeah, exactly. But this is the point, though. Coalition memories are still being made, man. So, yeah, expect uh, me and Rich to give a pretty interesting announcement pretty soon. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, I just want to uh, reflect real quick on, on how much of a big addition uh, Tony Polanco has been to the Coalition as well. Because, yes. like, there was, there's been a few phases of the Coalition... Uh, but in 2015, like, we had a few people who were kind of, like, they were still kind of with the site, but then people were doing their own thing and everything. But when uh, Tony joined the coalition, like, he's such an influential dude that so many people came, you know, with him too. And I, th I believe Dana came around that time too because they, they uh, worked at a site previously together. Um, and, you know, there were a few people that came in, like Tatiana, Stephanie as well and you know uh, charles was kind of already with us um so yeah like there was a lot of people who joined you know just just because tony's so influential and he's got so many friends and in, in the industry and so many contacts and stuff so like tony has been a big part of the coalition so uh, i just wanted to you know say that we we appreciate you being with us and you know um you're definitely a pivotal part of the coalition um uh, especially this new phase we're in like you've been a big part of that and thanks to dana as well because uh you know just a bit of history like coalition started as uh, a gaming and hip-hop website but uh, a lot of our uh editors and writers who are into hip-hop they kind of you know uh they went away from the site a little bit because they had other responsibilities going on so you know we we were kind of missing that part of the coalition but then we kind of developed our entertainment um you know section of the coalition and dana has been a very important part of that in building our entertainment you know movies tv shows uh you know things of that yeah. nature so big thanks to it's dana for developing that it's a lot of work thank you no yeah no i'm appreciative for that for kind of like giving me the go on and do your thing and kind of not like being one of those people who's like you know have to get approval for just farting so i appreciate that kind of lack on the, the lack of hand holding and, and, and that you trusted me enough to build that up so that that's very fun so thank you to both of you and to everyone for that Oh, oh, yeah, oh. I do want to say, and I've I never said this on air, right? Um, oh. Coalition, like real talk, like reignited my passion for games journalism because it was kind of dead by uh, by that by that year. It was like yeah, I almost I would... left the shit, you know. But 
you know, you guys are definitely uh, reignited, man. And, and the thing is, like, nowadays, obviously, I can't contribute as much as I could uh, because, you know, of my day job. But as Rich knows, every time I get a new contact, I always slide that to him. Like, yo, Rich, man, see what you could do with this, man. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm still there, man, still trying to help the site as much as I can, you know. That's true. Absolutely. I believe you I believe definitely that. got a, a couple of hookups, man. If, you know, thanks to your boy, <laughs> you know. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm appreciative of that. And, and, and they have returned it as, as well so yeah man yeah of course you're always doing the same thing like, yo tony check this out man <laughs> it's 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 awesome i love it oh yeah this i think this is exactly how uh how things should be you know definitely giving back to each other that's uh that's, that's an important thing to do um i i, I was going to say something but i believe i believe dana was saying something First. no no i was just basically saying you know thank you guys for for that whole entertainment thing because it oh. turned out to be something that was really, remember, it was supposed to be really small, like on the weekend, and it just kind of really grew into something that was bigger than what was initially planned. So, yay. Oh, well, I, I would like to say that you're welcome, but I, I, I have to correct Gary, uh, and I have to say that uh, you actually are the one leading the charge with that. Because well, yeah. Gary said uh, that you contributed. No, you're the one that is leading the charge with yeah. that. Cause... I mean, not to gloat. I, mean, I did start it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 And yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do believe that, that that is a big part of um, what, we, what what of the stuff we're going to continue to do in the future. Obviously, we're still going to talk about video games, but I know the entertainment stuff especially because I know I went to school for film animation video, so I definitely like to talk about movies and stuff like that anyway so I, I i'm glad that uh you are the one that uh is leading the charge with that and uh looking forward to continuing uh doing more of this type of stuff thank you thank you don Shay. and this weekend we'll have a big um interview coming up so that'll oh. be fun yeah okay see that, I, I, so see that 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 definitely is exclusive to this podcast so I, I didn't hear anything about this interview so I, I'm to that. from the studio so that's why ah okay it'll be very fishy i'll just leave it at that okay cool yeah we have to talk about that off air um <laughs> yes but uh i mean gary gary has already said a lot of he, he, he said everything so eloquently well put together I cannot really emphasize it. we definitely appreciate both uh, both you you and Tony for all that you have uh, done for the website for all the stuff that you continue to contribute to the website um, so looking forward to continuing working with the both of you moving forward yo yo <laughs> Yeah, man, like, because the Throwdown was always, like, one of my ga favorite gaming podcasts. Like, you know, there was Warzone, uh, there was, uh, and there was Throwdown as well. And, you know, obviously, I was part of the co-op. But, like, I always loved listening to those podcasts. So, to have the Throwdown part of the coalition now, that means a lot to me as well. And, uh, everyone, make sure you go subscribe to the Throwdown channel and look out for Throwdown Your Questions later on today. Yes. Absolutely awesome <laughs> i agree so uh was there, was there any other final topics you, you that y'all wanted to bring up before we uh, wrap up today's show no i'm good now yeah i'm good okay cool okay. So, cool okay so yes that does conclude uh episode 275 of the co-op podcast 
I once again want to thank both uh, Dana and Tony for joining us today. Um, had some great discussions, so please feel free to leave your comments and let us know about what your thoughts are on some of the topics that we discussed. And as I said, next week, uh, we will probably have another special guest. Uh, we cannot confirm it yet because we're still trying to get the details worked out, but uh, definitely stay tuned for the next show. I heard um, a rumor is going to be Phil Spencer. <laughs> oh man! Well, that well, I'm gonna tell you, he would have a, that. He would be on the hot seat that whole episode talking about what's going on with Xbox in the future. You know, I want to know what, what's what's going on with E3 2019, Phil. So, I know uh, some of the fanboys that be in the chat would love that. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. no, Ed, Edward especially, man, he'd bust a nut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Shout yeah, out he, to Edward, man. He's been busting my hump this entire episode, man. This guy's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he definitely, yeah, he definitely be excited for that. But you know, we'll we'll see. Just uh, <laughs> we'll see. But um, as for for shout outs, uh, Tony, do you have any shout outs that you want to give? I guess you could call this one an anti shout out because I just found out that Venom made more money than Wonder Woman in the box office. <laughs> so I just have to chastise people. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I, I think the same people that that made Venom like the number one of the, I guess the number one movie for a while. It's the same people that made Black Ops number one. <laughs> it was like, come oh, on, guys. Whoa. There's better shit out there, man. Don't give your money to trash. So yeah, that, that's my anti shout out. But it, it, but in all seriousness, though, um, you know, shout out to the fans as always for the big support. You know, giving the co-op love, the coalition love, throwdown love, like it, you know, giving us all of us love on Twitter too it is great, man. I always appreciate it, and I hope you guys, um, I, you know, some of you do like understand that you know you could approach us anytime, especially on Twitter. You know, we're always there to answer questions and all that. And you know, since the holidays are coming, they're already here. Obviously, you know, hope you guys. You know, had a, a great Thanksgiving, the American guys who celebrated it and um, Christmas is coming. And even though, you know, the year's about to wind down, all of us, you know, coalition, throw it down, whatever, we're going to be bringing you some uh, a lot of really good stuff. So be on the lookout for all of that, man. Absolutely. Agree 100 <laughs> percent. Yes. Uh, how about you, Dana? Any shout outs that you would like to get? Shout outs to everyone who keeps listening and who keeps supporting the coalition. Thank you very much. Yes, agreed. Um, and once again, I want to give a shout out to everybody that has been with the coalition. Of course, once again, a shout out to Dana and Tony for being on today's show. I want to give a shout out to Tatiana, uh, JJ, uh, Mr. Anthony Nash, um, pretty much everybody that has been with the website, David Jagno, as well as Mr. Max Muller. Um, Yes, and of course, all of the fans as well as the Patreon supporters. Thank you for your continued support. And uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, shout-outs. Yeah, so I've got a few Patreon people to shout-out. That's M. Collins, uh, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorty. A uh, big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the Coalition and uh, look out for you know all of the exclusive content we have planned in the future um and shouts to you know everyone who joined us in the chat and um participated live you know fergus uh uh, uh ed of course even though he was trolling and you know <laughs> everyone else who who joined in the chat today we appreciate you 
That sounds good. Yes. So once again, thank you for all your continued support. Um, and we will talk to you all next week.